0: We hope you're managing to keep your head up as we continue to move within the COVID-19 restrictions. Now, this week, we're into the last week of our mini-series on sickness at work. And we're ending with a focus on your data protection rights in relation to your own medical records. Now, in the past, it was quite a simple thing when your employer requested to see your medical records. Your employer asked, you said yes, although you thought you only had one option, which was to say yes. And then your employer contacted your GP and very little information was shared with you about the process. So, this episode is by way of giving you an update on just how much has changed since the implementation of GDPR. And since GDPR came into play, your employer can no longer just request to see your medical records and just assume that you have consented to this. It doesn't work in that way anymore. Now, there are two clear reasons why your employer... Would need to see or would request to see your medical records. And both reasons will govern what information in your records your employer is able to see. Because it's important to remember that just because your employer has requested to see your medical records, that does not give your employer access to everything that is in your medical records. And GDPR has come along to strengthen your right to ensure that the employer does not have access to the whole of your medical records. So why would your employer want to see your medical records? Well, the first reason is that If your employer is considering dismissing you for capability reasons, what we call sickness capability, which is a form of dismissal that takes place if you're too ill to work, then in this case, your employer would be asking your GP for medical information that provides details of your illness and your prognosis. Prognosis being the likelihood of you being able to recover enough to resume your duties to a required standard and also whether you can return to work within the time frame that the employer needs. And the second reason is if you have a health condition or a disability which under the Equality Act 2010 is a prolonged condition that has affected your daily functioning for at least a year or is likely to affect your functioning for a year and therefore your medical records will assist the employer who is required to make reasonable adjustments for you to return to work. So those are the two reasons. Now, there's an added twist here. As I said, GDPR or the General Data Protection Regulations has added extra protections to your data, including your health data. Your health data under GDPR is now classed as sensitive data. And now, once your employer requests information from your medical records, both the request and the report your GP sends to your employer is classed as processing of your personal data. And under GDPR, your employer must have lawful grounds for processing this data. So no longer can your employer go on fishing expeditions into your medical records to merely see if there's information in there to assist the employer. No, there now must be lawful grounds for requesting medical information and receiving this information and using the information from your medical records. And another thing to note is that your employer must be able to evidence your consent to provide this information and your consent must be based on informed consent. So, gone are the days when your employer might give you a pre-completed form with a box ticked saying you consent to your records being accessed and then just expecting you to sign it. Under GDPR, this is no longer acceptable and if it happened, this would be considered a breach of your data protection rights. Now, it cannot be presumed that you have consented because you have returned a pre-ticked form. The expectation is that you have given clear and transparent consent And that consent should be in writing because that then informs the employer that your consent is given freely and on an informed basis. So you might well receive a form, which is a form asking you to complete all of your information. And there may well be a box that asks you to write in that you consent to your medical records being accessed or the box might ask you to tick and to sign next to that tick. But what you shouldn't get is this form already completed as if to suggest that your consent is assumed. Under GDPR, that is no longer acceptable. And once you've completed any document where access to your medical records is being requested, you are in control of any information released to your employer. And just as we reviewed last week, your rights under occupational health reports that are sent to your employer and your right to amend those reports, you also have the right to review and ask for changes to any medical records that are going to be sent to your employer. And you can make that request before the information is submitted to your employer. Of course, you can also refuse to have your medical record sent to your employer. And for the consequences of that, then all you need to do is to re-listen to episode 47 of the podcast, because the process is the same. Another protection you have with GDPR is the protection related to you belonging to a protected or special characteristic group. Remember, these are groups of workers who have additional protections under the Equality Act. And if you belong to one of these protected characteristic groups and your employer is requesting medical information about your health, then Article 9 of GDPR makes it clear that your employer must have a specific or legitimate reason for processing your health data. And that is to ensure that your health data is not being requested by your employer so it can be used to discriminate against you. And so for your employer to satisfy this part of the regulations, your employer needs to give the reason for requesting your data So here, you might expect your employer to say that the information is required so your employer can carry out its legal employment rights obligations to you. For example, by providing reasonable adjustments to you to ensure the employer does not discriminate against you. Your employer has a legal duty to do this and might need health information to help that process. Or your employer might say that the information is required to enable the employer to exercise their right to manage your sickness absence, for example. And in doing so, processing your health information would prevent your employer from unfairly dismissing you. So those are two types of reasons that your employer could use to legitimately justify processing your health information. Without those reasons, your employer cannot process your health information. So, once your employer has got through the hurdle of having a legitimate reason for requesting access to your medical records, the next point your employer needs to be aware of is that of data minimization which in basic terms means your employer can only request information about your health, which is adequate enough for the employer to fulfil their reasons for requesting the information, or the employer can request information that is relevant and can be rationally linked to the reasons why your employer needs to process your health information. So, for example, if you've had a recurring illness, your employer might legitimately request information not just on your current period of ill health, but also on similar periods of ill health, which are historical and may go back to the duration of your employment. Because the employer might be trying to prove a pattern. And so the employer could argue that the request for that historical information can be rationally linked to the reasons why your employer is looking at your health information now. But remember, you can look at your employer's request and if you're not happy, you can refuse that request. But overall, your employer can only receive your health information that is limited to what is necessary to fulfil the stated objectives that your employer has given for requesting that information and no more. So if there isn't a legitimate reason for going beyond any particular health period that you feel your employer should look at, then you can refuse that request or you can ask your employer to justify the reasons why the employer is requesting more information than you feel the employer should have or the employer needs. And there are many, many examples of employers seeking medical records and thinking they can have access to the whole of your medical records. Well, under GDPR, that is no longer the case. Now, as you know, the UK on the 1st of January is no longer a member of the European Union. And we're yet to see where that leaves your rights under GDPR and so we'll report on this at a later date, should those rights change, and if they do change, what the impact will be in areas related to things like access to medical records. A further point to note is that your medical records are not a free-for-all for anyone to have a look at. Where possible, If your employer has legitimately requested your medical records, it's good practice for your GP to contact your employer's health representative as a person to whom the records can be provided just to stop your records from floating around the company. I mean, how many times have you heard of people's records being found on somebody's desk? Under GDPR, this is completely unacceptable. And if it happens, it would be considered a breach of your personal data. So if the company doesn't have a health professional to receive your medical records, then your employer should provide a named person who will take responsibility for receiving your data in a secure and confidential way. And this is important because it can bring you peace of mind in knowing that everyone in the office is not just sat there reading your information. And so if you get a form to fill in, you might want to request that a named person receives your information. And if it's not on your form or in the request that you're given to sign, then write it on there and sign next to what you have written. And the final point to note is that your medical records are yours and you have a right to see the information being sent to your employer, as was stated earlier. And again, just as we spoke about it in last week's episode with your occupational health report, you should check that the information your GP is sending to your employer is the relevant information and doesn't go beyond the information your employer has requested or needs to enable your employer to make decisions using that information. Now, it's all right telling you all of this, but what happens if your employer breaches your GDPR rights? Well, this would be called a personal data breach, And an example of a breach might be your employer letting other unauthorised people see your medical records or sending your medical records to the wrong person or your employer altering your records without your permission or your employer losing the records sent to them by your GP. So if you think your data protection rights have been breached, then you need to lodge a complaint or a grievance with your employer about the breach and during the investigation of your complaint, if you've suffered distress and or a financial loss or some other form of loss during the investigation into your complaint. Now, you can either put it in your grievance letter or you can wait until your complaint is investigated. You should also outline how you expect to be compensated for the distress and or any loss you have suffered, you can now be compensated for any distress caused to you due to that breach in your data protection rights. And so you're within your rights to say how you expect to be compensated for the distress caused to you and any loss you may have suffered. If, however, after you've complained, you feel your complaint has not been sufficiently addressed or you don't even feel it's worth complaining to your employer, you can complain directly to the Information Commissioner's Office, usually called the ICO. Now, if you complain to the ICO, what you're likely to find is that the ICO can only give an opinion about your employer's behaviour but that opinion is valuable because you can use that opinion as leverage if you need to go back to your employer to ask your employer to re-look at your complaint, or indeed if you decide to file a civil case against your employer in a court. So, there is value in bringing your complaint before the Information Commissioner's Office. But one thing the Information Commissioner's Office can't do is give direction on any compensation you should receive or about the level of any compensation. If you want to take that first step to lodge a grievance, you can refer to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast for help with making a complaint at work. We've included some handy grievance documents with this episode which you can access using the usual download links. And that's it for this week. We hope you find something useful you can work with. And please remember to let others know we are here by sharing our content and leaving us a review about the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening and where you can leave a review. By the time this edition of the podcast airs, It may well be New Year's Eve and if that's the case, we wish you a happy new year and we look forward to being with you again in 2021. Thanks for listening and bye for now.